And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 355. My name is Brando, double talking jive. Double London Jive, I guess I, it's the the joke, right? Two London shows, Guns N' Roses themed, Appetite. If I'm explaining it, it's not very funny. But we had to do two parts for the London review for Guns N' Roses. And we had to have a bigger panel, more fans to talk about. Because there is a lot to talk about as we're putting out this review. London already happened, and we'll get into at least one postponement, which at least affected one of us here. So I'll just go in order of people who joined the Zoom first, just to be, I think that's that's fair, right? Uh, Scott Jones, wearing a nice uh, Guns N' Roses shirt with the uh, the cross. Um, and you also have Appetite for the uh, Destruction behind you, the vinyl. Where are you Zooming in from today, if you don't mind me asking? So I live in London. I'm from Wales originally. Um, but yeah, I live not too far from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, actually. Okay, cool, cool. And we have, and by the way, I appreciate you, Scott. I, I tell everyone this. Like, how do I get on the show? And I really do. It amazes me. Those who all, including all three of you, who reached out to me wanting to be a part of this podcast and do a review. I, I'm flattered. So thanks for all of you for coming on, if I don't say that enough today. Uh, Lily reached out on Instagram. Scott reached out on Twitter. So Lily reached out. Uh, I, I thank you for that. Where are you zooming in from? Um, right now in Glasgow. Got here last night for the now postponed gig. Ooh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. You're wearing the, the bullet Guns N' Roses shirt, and yeah, uh, it's the hoodie from the the London tour. Is that the hundred dollar hoodie? It was. I spent a hundred. Go ahead. So, so yeah, that would be like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So I don't know. I I've said this on. On the show before, I bought the hundred, what equates to a hundred American dollars, and I tell everybody during these fan reviews in other countries, make fun of my American ignorance. It, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm, it's even bad locally. Like if you just put me outside, and if I don't have a GPS, I don't know where I am. Like I'm lucky I know my way to the bathroom in my own house, let alone what countries are. It's just, I, I my brain retains Guns N' Roses facts, not geography. But Lily, you went to both nights, thankfully, so you didn't completely miss out. My heart goes out to those who did. Scott, uh, I forgot to ask, you went to just night one or both nights? Night two. Oh, you went to night two? Yeah, the Saturday, yeah. Okay, that's going to be an interesting perspective. And Stephen from the Hot Spurs podcast, and speaking of my American ignorance, I'm like, Hot Spurs? This is sort of, I don't know, cowboy podcast about, I don't know, I don't even go there. Yeah. Uh, Stephen. Oh. So, the shirt I'm wearing, by the way, is Tottenham. So, uh, I believe you pronounced it Tottenham. It's uh, in, we, we we say Tottenham. Tottenham. And uh, Tottenham. that was the stadium that they played in. So that's my team, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, and the podcast I do is all about 
the the football team, soccer team for you, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham. Am I saying it right there? Yeah. Okay. Tottenham. That's it. That's Tot- it. With a, with like a thick kind of a, a, a North London Tottenham. You got kind of. Tottenham? Kind of spit it out. Tottenham. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to come off that way. I'd rather bash. It's funny. I think about this all the time because I'm grateful, including uh, all three of you, that I have listeners of this podcast all across the world. In the amount of times I'm sure I have completely destroyed other languages or countries, and you know it's all with ignorance. I don't know. I don't do it on purpose. So Tottenham. Tottenham. I'll, I'll try. It's Tottenham. You can't say it posh. You got to say it like Tottenham. You posh. Know? See, we don't even say that here. I, I wish. <laughs> I. It's cool, but I, people would look at me like I'm a poser. You know this. Uh, this Queen's <laughs> Jew saying posh all of a sudden. No, I wish I could say that. But this is. Uh, thank you, Stephen, and um, for educating me, if nothing else. So the Spurs <laughs> podcast. Yeah, learning a lot. And you know, let me let me start off kind of by saying this with the the London gigs at the. Tottenham, Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, I'm, make you can laugh every time. It's fine. Some special Tottenham, like Spurs and Roses merch. Did you get any of that, Stephen? No, I didn't. Uh, we we got there because I was working. Obviously, I went on the Friday, so I uh, you know literally left work, got got on the train, got in there as soon as I could. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't. I missed the queues, so everyone was like moaning about the queues. But I I missed all that because I, I got there about five five thirty. So I was like straight in. I was golden circle because at the at the uh, West Ham Stadium, which is the Olympic Stadium in 2017, um, uh, I, I got normal tickets. And you know you just can't see a thing, and you end up going further, further back. And I just I, I, I couldn't remember seeing a thing. So I decided to get golden circle for this one, and uh, we were just straight in. We we were right at the front. It was brilliant, and of course uh, had no idea that uh, after three or four songs, no one in the whole stadium could hear a thing because we were right at the front. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, Brando, but uh, apparently the whole stadium couldn't hear anything because they didn't turn the speakers on. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy, and I wanted to mention this right off the bat because it's a, a comment. So kudos to whoever screenshots uh, these. I'm not finding them. Richard Fortas is kind of explaining within comments to people which is nice. He is always welcome back on this podcast if that is ever allowed. Uh, but he said, because people are obviously frustrated. I was just talking to a fan, very frustrated um, on Twitter about, you know, yeah, they're going to reschedule, but who's going to pay for the fees, the travel fees, all these. So Richard goes, um, I can totally appreciate your frustration, and it's shared. Our sound crew is really, uh, our sound crew really struggled with that venue. It's one of the worst sounding stadiums we've encountered. Being the, ba- uh, the being the first band to play there, though, we were guinea pigs. We will spread word to other bands. Uh, there simply isn't any way of knowing from a sound check what it will be like with people in the seats. So that's well, bizar- it. Yeah, that's a bizarrely, big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on, for, for, for Tottenham's point of view, obviously, I'm a Tottenham fan, so I know uh, about the stadium. Basically, it's a brand new stadium opened about three years ago. I had, the, the, the sound system is uh, what you two use. Um, it, like the Tottenham fans like me, actually we got quite angry that we were spending so much on sound systems and not on players hmm. because uh, we don't generally spend a lot on players. But we like got the best sound system. And when we play matches, like that, they boom out the, 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 the records and, and it sounds terrific. So but I, I was speaking to a guy who works there and he said, 
literally on Thursday, they hand over the keys to Live Nation or whoever's in charge. And they just say, like, OK, there you go. There's the stadium. Uh, give, give the keys back on Monday morning. So obviously whoever was in charge of that is in trouble because they didn't ask how to, t- how, to turn the st- how to turn the speakers on or whatever happened. I don't know. Hmm. You know, that, I, I, I'm glad you're here because you're offering this perspective that I just don't have, especially being a fan of Tottenham. Sorry, I'm just, it's going to be like, I got to say, I got to rush it. So it sound. I don't know. I'm going to keep explaining that's it. it. That's I'm going to keep making it. it worse and worse for me. It's not going to get better throughout this <laughs> this episode. You know, I want to go to the backtrack a little a bit. Uh, Lily, you were at the first show of London, right? Yep. Both of them, yeah. So we did Double London Jive Part 1 of fans that were at night one, and there was still a lot of confusion, and I was hoping maybe you can clarify your experience of fans that we're waiting so long outside. And then, of course, Scott didn't get much better for you night, night two. But, Lily, and I want to make sure so I don't forget uh, the credit of this listener on, on Twitter. And he says these were false. Maybe you can give a different perspective. Uh, ticketing issues being blamed for crowds. He says that was false. This is a Kempi. A Kempi no fear. Uh, transport blamed for doors opening. False. Scene lack of staff being blamed. False. Although... Last episode, one of our listeners said he saw maybe five people taking tickets on, like, the third tier or something. So what was your experience night one with all that chaos of outside and waiting? And let us tell us, please. Yeah, so uh, doors were meant to open at 3.30. Um, I'd say they opened around about 5.30. Yeah, it was just, um, it wasn't really chaos. People were just standing um, in a good old-fashioned British queue, really. And um, there was loads of staff that I could see. Um, Eventually, one of the guys said to us that he's been told that there's production issues. Um, So uh, this was around half four. He said, Michael Monroe is meant to be on, but um, that's going to be skipped, I guess, because there won't be time. Um, So, yeah, it was just production issues, and that's all they knew. And then once the doors opened, everyone went in, and Gary Clark played, and... um, yeah, there was plenty of staff. Um, I have read since all kinds of the like, usual stories about uh, it must be like diva behavior. That's why they were late to start, but it had nothing to do with that. It was a venue thing, and that was before, well before the band was even scheduled to go on. Um, and then the second night, um, yeah, doors opened as advertised, half three. Everyone went in. It was all fine. Was that being communicated? Because there were a lot of fans, and I was sharing tweets, so it's not like I'm on... I'm sharing real people's tweets, and they're showing these long lines outside where, yeah, it's not chaos, but there seems to be frustration, and there are reports of people not getting water. You know, did you see any of of that? Was that your – did you any – Did you, yeah, did you see any of that, or is that being yeah. overblown? Um, somewhere in the kind of the snaking queue I was in, a woman screamed out, that she needed some help. And then there was some guy on the floor next to her. Um, so paramedics and things came to get him and then he was taken off in a wheelchair. Um, I have no idea what happened to him. Someone behind me said something about they thought he was having a heart attack, um, but he wasn't. So that was yeah. kind of dramatic. Um, sure. Kind of broke the weight a bit. But yeah, that, that was, I didn't really see. I mean, people had drinks and stuff with them. Um, it was just more like people grumbling, like what's going on? Why are the doors not open? Okay. I, I had a who was in another because they had like uh, I don't know 20 or different entrances so he was at a different entrance and no one had told him 
um, about production issues or anything. So he had no clue why no one was being allowed in. So I think maybe some people, different entrances were left a bit more in the dark than others. Mm. Okay. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Who's staffed at each one? Who knows what? Scott, was yeah. that your experience night two? Was communication any better? Well, night two, I mean, I don't know if was like other parts of staging, but we, me and my fiance, well, we got in fine, actually. We, um, so we, we, we went for a pint before and, um, uh, aiming to get into the stage at half four because I really wanted to see Michael Moreau. So <laughs> glad I went on the Saturday instead of the Friday because of that as well. Got to see him. And yeah, we were, um, from getting to sort of like the outer ring of security to being on the pitch, we were there within like five, 10 minutes. It was no problem at all. Um, going in. I mean, I don't know what people, like, I, I don't know if people arriving later found any problems, like if there was a big rush not long before Guns N' Roses was supposed to come on. But yeah, I mean, we found it actually on the second night going in really easy. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus if you showed up late, like Guns N' Roses fashionably late, you know, when in Rome or London or whatever the phrase uh, is. If you want to just go and see Guns N' Roses, you probably were fine. But if you wanted to go early, and catch Michael Monroe, which was a real bummer that first night, or get a lithograph. Yeah, I guess you would have been uh, a miss that just the cue as you. I, I love that. It's a much neater word than chaos or just a, it's a market. It's a see. It's, it's a difference in America. We just think it's a it's chaos. It's Black Friday. People running over each other. No, it's just people rumbling and just. It was a very. <laughs> it wasn't a riot. You know, if you just think about years past, this made it would have, uh, hopefully um, it didn't, but years past it could have ended very poorly. Uh, so let's move on to night two. So this obviously double London jab, got to get to the double. What did you think? And this is a big thing now knowing that Axel, well, I guess this is another, th- I want to get all your thoughts on this, that there's an illness, I'm not, I shouldn't say air quote, illness with somebody in the band. It doesn't specify Axel. However, night two, Axel change his vocal approach. So, you know, let's go round robin. Let's go. I, I like the, the pacing here. Steven, what did you think of Axel's lower register that he was using? There was a lot of talk going into it and after it about, you know, Axel's vote, you know, he's 60. Uh, the dreaded, which I don't, I think is the, a curse word, I think, on this podcast, or curse phrase, is Mickey Mouse. I don't want to say that, but the people saying that, he where's the rasp? He went lower with a lot of songs, but was struggling at the same time. He paused the strange. So what did you think of the lower register? What did you think was going on? I, th- I didn't go. I went to night one. Um, oh, forgive I me. one on the Friday. <laughs> oh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. So but I should have I notes. Say, all I will say is that well, did you um, see it online? I, I guess I, it, just the one. No, no, I've, no I've, I'm trying to like when I go to gigs now. I've got, I've got to stop drinking beer because I just can't <laughs> remember anything. Fair. So, I, but what I do remember is, um, is 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 we didn't realise about the sound quality because we were close to the front and because um, everyone's singing. You know, like Guns and Roses are just so, and you know. It, uh, uh, from uh, it's so easy. The first, you know, all the songs, just singing it, singing along. So you don't really realise, and it's a shame because you want to hear Axel because uh, he's my hero and everything. But so you don't actually hear him until like you, you get the DVDs and stuff and watch it on YouTube. And when you realise, and I thought he was, he was voice was fine. Um, 
uh, really. And especially, you know, there's a lot of videos of him with Carrie Underwood uh, that, you know, that you see to find those quite a lot. And his voice sounds really good. I did, as I say, I haven't really seen this, the second night ones. I'm just sort of ploughing through all the videos from the first night. Um, but I have heard this thing that he's because he's never done that before, has he? He's never gone down, uh, you know, a semitone or whatever they, no. they call it. So let me, uh, which is interesting. Let me ask. Let me put that in pause. You know, here I am thinking. I asked such a great question to the wrong. I'll ask. I'll direct that to you, Scott. So get your thinking cap on. You know about the lower register. But you know, Stephen, I want to ask because this is, I get this is I found fascinating. You know, Carrie Underwood. I understand she became famous on American Idol. You know why she initially wasn't famous everywhere, but since then she's Grammys. You know, country isn't my thing either, but I know who she is. Did you? I'm getting a lot of comments from people in that went who had no idea who she was. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Um, wow. Uh, Carrie, Carrie Underwood is somebody that um, I, I know because I'm quite. I like. I like uh, like the big. I like the big rock bands. And I like the big country stars, so a Brad Paisley. Okay, uh, I quite like. But but it, rock music in England is 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 almost like uh, hardly anybody n- listens to rock music. When I speak to anybody of, of my age, maybe, but okay. certainly of younger ages, absolutely, uh, absolutely not. To, I mean, they know the hits, you know, they know "Sweet Child of Mine," and but but someone said to me like, "Why don't they play?" Uh, went to, to my team again, Tottenham. When they come out, why don't they play into Sandman to get the whole crowd going? If they played that, I promise you, of the sixty thousand crowd, maybe one thousand people would know what Enter Sandman is. Wow! So, and if you take that and then go to country music, nobody knows country music in England. Uh, I mean, if you said country music, they'd say, "Oh, what? Uh, um, Dolly Parton? Oh, uh, uh, Kenny Rogers?" And that's about it. It's literally like almost no one listens to country music at all. Hmm. Uh, we had a we have a gig over here called C to C, country to country, which they do at the O2. And it sells out. Uh, like like but but um it and I go to it, but honestly, like in the charts and everything, the charts is basically Ed Sheeran and uh, and songs by Ed Sheeran that other artists do. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, and some dance songs. But uh, I mean, no one. Like both my mates who I went with didn't have a clue Carrie Underwood was. Did and you I, enjoy? I was it? like, you know, Did I was like, does it matter to have a look? <laughs> have a <laughs> look. Know? And she's got a great voice, and of course, you know, she sings those songs brilliantly. And uh, I loved it. What was it about a year ago when she, when she, like, as you said on the last podcast, when she did Paradise City. Uh, at the, at the country show uh, about a year ago, and she also did it with Axel this time uh, a few weeks ago. She sings them brilliantly, and uh, I thought she was great. But no one knew who the hell she was. Interesting. And I, I am trying to get her on the podcast. We'll see. I mean, that would be an episode. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> well, I'll on be it. on with her if you want another person. Uh, duly noted. With. I'm sure. Get in line. Get in line. <laughs> so I guess Scott, just to bounce, so, you know, go on with that. What did you think? Did you know who Carrie Underwood was? Did you enjoy it? Um, Carrie Underwood, firstly, yeah, I knew she was only because um, Axel joined her at Stagecoach. Only that. Uh, you know, like the festival recently. Um, and then my, my fiance knows a lot more about other types of music than me, and she was like, oh, yeah, 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 she won uh, American Idol, was it? And she knew she knew who she was and stuff like that. But um, it was only, yeah. So if I hadn't seen about her playing at Stagecoach with Axel a few weeks ago, I would I would have wow. been so like, who's this as well? But although, having said that, she was fantastic, though, you know, and... Um, 
And just coming on to Axel's voice, I mean, he obviously thanked her on the second night for saving his ass. <laughs> that was his words, you know. And right. um, and she was brilliant, to be fair. And um, and I, and I, I think by then he was struggling a little bit. But the the lower the lower range thing and all the rest. I mean, he, he sounded amazing. I thought. I thought the gig was fantastic. I mean, obviously, what happened on the second night um, was the first opening acts. Everything went smoothly, and they sounded brilliant like the sound in the stadium and things like that. So I was, I, I heard about the sound problems on the first night. I was thinking, oh, well, everything must be fine now because these two bands sound great. And, um, but then of course there was the big wait. There was like 19 minutes, I think, hour and a half wait between Guns N' Roses supposed to be coming on and when they finally did. And I thought, well, it must be those sound issues again. You know, the band can't be happy with them and things like that. Um, uh, and then of course, when Axel came out, he was very honest, you know, he said, I've got a bad throat. Um, you know, and sort of like, um, and, and almost like kind of asked permission, <laughs> you know, he's like, you guys happy for me to carry on? And of course, you know, everyone was, um, amazing atmosphere, by the way, even with that big weight, um, you know, like you say, 30, 20, 30 years ago, could have been a riot or something, but everyone was, it was, it was really good sort of spirits and atmosphere. And, um, and yeah, I thought Axel sounded brilliant. I mean, obviously starting with it so easy, it was hard to tell there was any problem at all. Cause he sings that lower anyway, but then. You know, he rattled through, um, you know, Chase and Moxie, Sliver, Brownstone, all sounded brilliant. Um, Civil War was fantastic. So it was noticeable on some songs he was singing a bit lower, but I just thought it was a great show. He sounded brilliant, you know. And then then came the revelation that he said he slept overnight. And uh, I remember thinking, okay, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to make of that. I thought, well, why? And then, then I thought, well, he obviously just wanted, maybe he was now worried about his voice and the sound problems. He wanted to, like, stay there to obviously, you know, sort them out as best he could, make sure everything was all right and things like that. And then, of course, we might come on to this a bit later, but the, the story about he had an anxiety attack, I obviously don't know whether that's true or not. But um, but what I will say is, again, like you say, what happened might, might have happened 20, 30 years ago. What might have happened if he had a bad voice then? He might have stormed off or not played, you know. Right. Uh, we're aware of that. But I tell you what, he played the entire show, despite the issues, with a smile on his face, he uh, completely powered through it, smashed it. He was giving his opinions on everything from um, Britain, China, and Hong Kong after Chinese democracy, Ukraine. You know, he was really talkative with the crowd. He was in such good spirits, and and that was just so great to see. You know, um, uh, given the the voice issues, and especially possibly if he did have you know anxiety attack, I don't know, but you know, I I'd, he just completely smashed it. You know, and and, and I was going to actually say on this show. You know, before last night's news about the Glasgow show, at least he's had a few days now between shows. His voice has recovered. Sadly, he obviously hasn't. Um, but I will say, it must he must be, it must be really bad, you know, for him to have cancelled the show because I think Richard Fort has said as well they really didn't want to cancel London shows and and you know the fact he powered through it and did it. I you know, you know, I I, I really feel really lucky they did. Obviously, got to see him. Um, yeah, so I just think fair play to Axel and and like I said, the voice. You know, I mean, it was it was forced on him, but I think it worked really well. You know, when like, um, and you know, it's something you might come back to. I know some fans are uh, sort of commenting on this, and the idea that is he going to do this more now? And 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 for most of the songs, I think it worked really well. So why not? You know, but yeah, with the curiosity I kind of had last episode in part one was was it kind of a change for the stadium? Did he have to kind of change his approach, or did he just like a um, like an athlete getting older who just needs to change his game? 
which is fine, you know, because it, it did sound great from what I heard from the videos, and I'm grateful for fans that, that do post videos. But um, one thing before I get to Lily, who has, an, I'm sure, an interesting perspective since you were at both nights and what you saw, um, especially, you know, you, you saw like, both versions of it. Like you almost saw, I don't know if you saw a decline or whatever, but I just want to acknowledge the only place that I saw or that anxiety report came out was uh, the Telegraph. And is that normally a reputable? I asked that last time. Do you got? Is that normally um, a reputable? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they picked it up. I, as somebody who, I'll call myself, for lack of a better word, journalist. I don't want to sound like I have an ego, but sometimes there are news sources that get picked up, and you know, maybe the source ends up being wrong. So I just want to say, someone who talks frequently about mental health, until I hear that from Axel, I don't want to just be like. Oh, poor Axel. I hope he's okay. You know, he admitted, like you said, on stage, I slept over the sta- in, in the stadium, which I think is badass. He's done that before. Hell, I've slept at radio stations before. Like, that's a normal thing. But to say, you know, to go, I don't know, just you want to approach mental health and anxiety when it's appropriate. So I don't, I don't know. I, personally, I'd rather hear that from Axel. That's it. I think whether he had anxiety or not he had a throat problem anyway so mm-hmm. it's kind of a moot point you're right you're absolutely private private yeah sorry because yeah. I, I don't know if my zoom sometimes oversees your your audio so forgive me for that so i'll, I'll shut up and i want to ask you you know what you saw night two versus night one and your experience with everything yeah. I just want to clear one thing up, though, about this whole delayed start. I actually think the problem is that it was advertised 6.45, which is crazy early. I've never been to any kind of major rock show that started that early. They came on around 8, finished after 10. Like, that is really standard. So I think it's kind of unfair that it seems to have attracted all this negativity about, like, a delayed start. Um, But, yeah, I think... He definitely, on Friday, he sounded amazing. Um, on Saturday, um, like, um, what, sorry, I can't remember which one was saying, but the songs start off quite low anyway, so you couldn't really tell. But then they got to a point where I definitely heard a few kind of bomb notes and things that didn't sound quite right. And then just as I thought, I remember really clearly thinking that did not sound right. And then he said, I'm having some problems with my throat. I'm sure you can tell. Um, and yeah, he said he was going to try um, switch things up and sing a bit lower and stuff. And but I hope you don't mind. Um, yeah, and after that, he he did sing things quite. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was like super low all the time. He just has such a a big range. But I think I'm all for it. He has such a. I, I love his low singing. I've always wanted to hear more of it. So if it, it works for the songs, and it, it definitely did, then. Yeah, why not? But yeah, he was obviously struggling as well at the same time, but um, still seemed really kind of positive and, and happy despite it all. This is not the old Axel. I no. I do say kind of jokingly, but not really. I wish, you know, and maybe Stephen, you've uh, somebody forgive me. You have more grays in your beard than me, so I, I'm assuming you're older than me. I'm 38. I, I, I miss six. Okay. Eh, not that much older. You look good. Gray Fox. Silver Fox. There you go. Uh, that I missed out on the dangerous Guns N' Roses. You know, that era. Yeah, no, I was, They're not I saw, that era. Um, yes. I saw them I saw them before they brought out Use Your Illusion in uh, 90, what about they, 92 they brought out Use Your Illusion? 91. Uh, I think it, oh, in 91 yeah. in, um, was it September they brought it out because 
I came back off holiday um, to see them at Wembley Stadium um, when he was fully on red kilt, red shirt, uh, with the Marty, um, I think it was from the Live and Let Die, the first video they brought out. So I was at that gig with uh, Faith No More, Skid Row, and uh, I think it was Faith No More, definitely Skid Row, when Skid Row uh, did uh, Wasted Tire, was it? No, Get the F Out, and normally got nearly got uh, chucked off the stage, which was amazing. And then they did like three hours, and but no one had heard any Usual Illusion songs. So they opened with Perfect Crime, and we're all going, blimey, this is a quite a, quite a song to come out to. And um, But yeah, so that's the first time I, I saw Guns N' Roses. And then I've basically seen them every time they've been in London in, in any any form. I'm an Axel guy, so I don't really uh, go for the whole, whole, you know, don't like this guitarist, don't like that guitarist. I love Slash, of course, but anytime it's Axel, uh, I absolutely love the guy. So I've seen them uh, play a little, little uh, venue called uh, Hammersmith Odeon, uh, where I went on my own because no one, no one else could afford a ticket because that's... It was the most expensive ticket because it was just impossible to get them, but I had to go to that. And, um, yeah, so I've seen them probably 10, maybe 15 times. I don't know, but I've certainly, uh, every time they're in town. And and the one thing about, you say about uh, not feeling well, one time we was at Wembley Arena, and uh, it was when Sebastian Bach was supporting, like, all over the world. You know, he did it for about five years, didn't he? And uh, he came on for Paradise City and the manager came out. I can't remember who the manager was at the time, but he said, uh, Axel's not feeling very well, but he didn't want to disappoint you, but he definitely can't do the last song. So we've got uh, Sebastian back out to sing Paradise City. And and boy, did he sing, sing that song. He, he, had the, he had the time of his life. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I forgot about that. That's cool. So, yeah, you've seen a lot and even... The point being, this could have ended really poorly. Um, he could have ended the gig. You know, that's kind of almost, it's too, I know it's not really apples to apples, but that kind of happened with another gig on that 92 tour with in Montreal. Like, he lost mm. his voice. Well, he, 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 during Estranged, which was, I think, the fifth song, he just literally stopped everything. Went, right, everybody stop. What went through your and mind? He, I want to know what, oh, and he, yeah. I was like, Okay, I I thought he was going to say, um, "What's the matter with you lot?" Because one thing that I I really did know, and like as you say, I'm an older guy now, so I just want to stand there and watch the gig. I got a couple of mates who still like jumping around and moshing around, but I just like standing with a beer now, you know. And uh, and I did notice that no one was jumping up and down and going crazy. Mm. Um, and, and 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 like everyone over the age of say. Uh, 40 was like putting their both their hands up in the air like this and anyone under that age held up their phone and I was like just just enjoy the show just watch this rather than watching it through your phone so that was really bizarre um but I thought he was gonna have a go at us all to say what the hell is wrong with you get going but he literally went what's the matter and and I, I could see sort of people pointing to their ears and then all of a sudden you could hear like this good 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 and you could hear like the speakers go on and I think I remember this right. Slash like played a D or something. And it, you just heard like a reverberating around the stadium. And I think someone finally turned the speakers on. I think I remember that right. Lily might say, no, that's not what happened. But I think that's basically what happened. Wow. Uh, Scott, I want to know your your experience with that. Like, do you can, you can you identify with 
Like maybe a, a vocal, um, like a speaker's popping, like anything that, that you recall in that second show, like that. No, I that think that was at the um, first show. Don't think. Sorry, I, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! All right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the first show? The second show, I think, was quite the sound. Yeah. Sound quite to me anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. You know, Again, I've said so many times I need a producer. Too many. I usually don't have three panel, but I wanted to get everyone's uh, experiences here, you know, uh, from all different perspectives. Um, Scott, I guess what I want to know—that's what I wanted to ask. What did you think when they paused? Um, no, that was the first night he paused. Strange, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <Yeah. laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Lily, what did you think of uh, the pause in Strange? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Um. It- he looked pretty mad and he was he was stopping it because there was a guy in the front who was doing something and i had this moment where i remember thinking oh no like someone at the front is being i don't know like throwing something or putting him out in some way and i kind of had this moment where i had obviously i'm too young to have been to like the crazy writing days but i've seen like youtube stuff of it and i thought it's gonna happen like something bad is gonna go down because someone in the front but then he said um I'm being I'm being told I I can't he can't hear like what's going on and then they carried on for a bit more and then he said he he stopped it properly and was like people are saying they can't hear is this true Um, and then I don't know what they did but um, for me where I was standing I could always hear it Um, it definitely wasn't the loudest gig I've been to but I could hear it Um, but then after that incident it it definitely got a lot louder and i was speaking to my friends after who were in the gold circle so this is probably um more like your experience Stephen. he said like i couldn't hear anything um or whatever they could hear it was it was so unclear um and then suddenly it was like the speakers got turned on or something so from people i spoke to i think if you were at the very front like in the gold circle until axel um, addressed that you probably could hear very very little but everyone kind of further back could hear it okay and then once they fixed it everyone could hear it and then on the second night um it was fine from the get-go it just reminds me of course i'm thinking of a stupid analogy why else would i not but you remember the old bugs bunny cartoons where they would someone would go like a ballpark maybe sorry steven maybe you remember uh he goes to a ballpark and he's just sitting behind just like a, a beam Everyone has seats, but he's just sitting behind a beam in a giant ballpark. No one remembers it? Great. I'm glad I remember. But it, it reminds me of just like going to – it just sounds like this. You go to a concert, and you're sitting there. You buy seats, and you can't hear it? I just can't even imagine uh, that. But I'll, let's focus on some of the, the positive experiences. So, uh, Scott, night two, which you went to, I swear I will get this right by the end. You know what? This is why I should write notes. I used to do that, but I take it for granted that I have brain cells left, which I don't. Scott, what, what were your, uh, like, do you have like a highlight of night two, something that really stuck out to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, just to say, I, yeah, definitely take Lily's point as well. I was, just one thing about the shows, when it was like on the, the email that we had, it said the exact time as the bands were going to come out and GNR were coming out at 6.45. I, I thought the same. I thought, God, that's early for a headliner. Although, um, you know, uh I think, although in the end, I think on night two, they did do a bit of a shorter set. And, um, but although still over two hours, which, um, you know, I mean, like a lot of bands, a lot of bands don't come on till nine because they do like an hour and a half or something, don't they? But so, um, so yeah, there were a couple of things like missing because of that. But I mean, some of my favorites were there, like, you know, I love, I absolutely love Estranged. Um, I tell you, a couple of um, highlights were Civil War, just because there seemed to be that, that was quite special 
probably off, on night one as well, like because of you know obviously things going on in the world at the moment, and just and that that's obviously a, you know fantastic song anyway, and that was quite special. And then during patience, even though it'd been a lovely day all day, we had some like classic British, classic London weather rained a bit, <laughs> and um, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's like one of those like um, sort of like beautiful gig moments. It was just like where I was, you know, and just like kind of the just the atmosphere is a bit. It's quite special, you know, and like, um, I mean, and Stephen, yeah, there were plenty of people going mad around me, including myself. <laughs> so there was definitely a bit of that, like, you know, obviously I I love singing along and, uh, you know, going mad a bit. My girlfriend's on my pint and <laughs> it's like in rock out and stuff. But yeah, um, they were the highlights. I mean, um, you know, Jungle and Night Train, obviously amazing. I mean, Night Train, like, you know, one of the best hard rock songs ever. That was, that just sounded brilliant. And then, you know, like you've got to say Carrie Underwood was a highlight in, in the sense it was something a bit different. Axel's voice probably was struggling a bit, but then she came out and and made Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City still awesome, you know, and just, yeah. So, like, um, yeah. I saw them in 2017 at the London Stadium, West Ham's ground. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> but you said, yeah, as you were there as well. So I got to see, like, the kind of, like, really long set and got your things like Coma and stuff like that. So I wasn't too sort of, like, gutted that they, they, they cut a couple of things. Like, um... Like I think November rain. I mean, I, when was the last time they didn't do November rain, for example? You know, so there were a couple of things like that. But I didn't. You know, they did. You know, they didn't do uh, "You Could Be Mine" both nights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. A Rocket Queen as well. Actually, one of my favorite songs. Oh, uh, they did that first night. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but you know, I, yeah, I saw. I, I had a great time. You know, look looked at the positives, and I was like, well, it was an awesome two-hour show. You heard some of my favorite songs. Saw my boys, <laughs> Axel Slash Duff and the, and the crew. You know, so it's yeah. Cool. Awesome. Did your uh, fiance like it? Is she a fan? Yeah, she did. Yeah, so she's not a like massive Guns N' Roses fan. I mean, I've got obviously over the years we've been together, I've got her into them, and <laughs> and she's like she's a bit of a musician herself, so she appreciates a lot of it, you know. And like uh, she really liked Carrie Underwood coming out. Um, but yeah, she had a great time as well. Really enjoyed it, and you know, and just things like Jungle and you know, I mean, that's just one of those songs and performances. You can put anyone in that stadium. I think they're gonna. You know, they're going to get something from that. It's just, you know, it's Agreed. one of the iconic electrics of, yeah, they're brilliant. Agreed. Uh, Stephen, what was the highlight for you for the show you went to night one? Oh, well, it was definitely Civil War. Uh, that was absolutely brilliant. You know, it's just got so much in that song. Um, did I see that on the second night they finished with Night Train and they hadn't played Sweet Child of Mine yet? Did they come out no. after the encore to Sweet Child? Encore. Yeah, the encore. Yeah, sorry. Lily, you can go. Yeah, I got Lily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the second night, the the encore was Sweet Child and Paradise City. Yeah, so. that's really that's really unusual, isn't it? You must have been like, hang on a minute, <laughs> um, they can't not play that. So that's always a highlight, isn't it? I mean, you can't get get, get better than Sweet Child of Mine. Um, yeah, and, and I didn't. I was like coming home and thinking, hang on, they didn't play You Could Be Mine, which is. You know, one of their biggest hits. I know. Uh, but it's just, you know, that's the band, isn't it? They've got so many songs. Rocket Queen, fortunately, they played on the first night. As you say, they might not have played on the second night, but that's one of my favourites. Um, you know, that the second part of Rocket Queen, that, that everyone's singing that, you know, don't ever leave me. Just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I love that. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's weird because Slash just plays so many solos <laughs> at the end of each song now. And uh, like I, I am a Slash guy as well, but yeah, I do love Axel. Uh, but just seeing him, you know, he's just his aura, uh, the ultimate front man. 
Uh, I would have liked a little bit more interaction. He, at one point after that speaker thing, he went, he said, Axel, the accommodator. <laughs> and uh, it's like, okay, all right. And then at one point he went, uh, got a nice, uh, nice place you got here. That's like all the Tottenham fans mm. like me were like, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it was, it was great. Yeah. You know, I just hope they come back, uh, you know, and don't, obviously they couldn't come back because of COVID for a while, but I just hope they keep going, you know, don't fall out again. Yeah, well, I don't know if we, they're going to go to Tottenham Stadium again anytime soon unless the acoustics are, are fixed, as Richard Fortas uh, called themselves the guinea pigs since they were the yeah. first one. So hopefully they sort things out and do return. I, 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 hope, I hope they don't. I hope they play the O2 or a smaller, you know, the arena. Mm-hmm. O2 is massive. Uh, it's like 25,000, 30,000. So just play like two or three nights there rather than the stadiums. I'd much rather that because it's just... It does sound so much better and you're so much closer. Um, have you heard of the O2, Brenda? Yes, that I've heard of because that's just the, the famous, that's where Zeppelin yeah, reunited. It's, 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 that's the, the main That's yeah. the main arena, Yeah, Wembley Arena as well. And you've got Wembley Stadium and right next to it is Wembley Arena. But um, they're quite old. Wembley Arena is quite an old venue. But I'd much rather them play the arenas than the stadiums, to be honest with you, uh, sure. you know, for obvious reasons. Sure. Uh, Lily, what about you? I mean, I, I, we were hoping today to also talk about Glasgow, which we will get into momentarily. But what about you went to both nights? Uh, highlights from either, from both? Yeah, um, I think the first night highlight was November Rain because um, they did kind of extra jamming at the end. And just to see Axel like so in his element, the way he was playing piano and they were all so like, tight with each other and I just think more of that like I'd love to see a bit more of I know they used to do like Layla a bit more Axel piano time so that was really cool um and then on Saturday um it was um you're crazy the slow version um that was a real surprise when they played that because they hadn't played it the night before and I don't know if it was kind of a tactical move because it's a a lower song but I, I love it and it was just yeah really unexpected right on right on cool and again, so as we've been alluding to, and why you initially reached out, Lily, thank you. Um, and I was, you were going to be part of a panel. I was going to do another panel for Glasgow. Um, shout out to my friend, uh, G, who does the, um, a lot of the imaging and, uh, graphics for this podcast, does the logo. I don't know. He might have shot some really cool video for us, for, but obviously all of that nixed. So it started people with getting a ticket master. Um, I think maybe that's when you reached out because somebody sent me that Ticketmaster information that they got that it was canceled, and I posted that on Instagram, and maybe you saw that, or you, and that's why you reached out. I'm not sure. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, but then Guns N' Roses, shortly after, they posted on their social media. Uh, sadly, due to illness and medical advice, GNR will not be able to perform in Glasgow tomorrow, today now, as because I'm putting this out the same day. Uh, July 5th. Uh, we are working on rescheduling options for the show, so please hold on to your tickets and wait for a further update. We appreciate your understanding and patience. So, uh, quite a bummer. I really feel for the fans that were had tickets for any GNR fans, especially those of you like Lily who traveled. Like, how far have you traveled? Like, you're in Glasgow now. Like, what do you what are you gonna do? Yeah. At least you get to do um, a podcast. Or is that? A, is, I don't know. If that's quite the same. <laughs> Yeah, um, I came from London, so yeah, right. I flew last night. I literally landed, 
turned my signal back on and then I had messages from my friends in Glasgow saying gigs cancelled and I just had this bad feeling as well the night before um, I called someone up here and I was like I'm going to land and it's going to be cancelled and I said why I said because I don't think Axel's very well um, yeah they said postponed and not cancelled but I had a look at the, the, they basically booked up the whole of this year the touring and they're not going to come do like a random day in Glasgow so I think your best bet is fingers crossed they'll play Download Festival, which is like the old Monsters of Rock, Donington. Um, so they do that because there's going to be like a, it's an anniversary. So there should be like a bigger, um, like a four day instead of three day, more bands. So hopefully they play that. And then while they're at it, they'll be pretty near Glasgow to do a rescheduled date. But other than that, I just, I don't really see them going all the way for this one date. Um, but yeah, hopefully, because I travelled, but at least I did get to see them. There'll be people who haven't seen them. Right, right. And uh, forgive me if you said it, how far is that flight? Um, it's about oh, one hour flight plus like extra chaos that's at the airport these days. Sure. Um, flights being cancelled and all that. But yeah, luckily mine wasn't cancelled. <laughs> the one time you, you wish it was cancelled, right? I know. <laughs> what the hell? You can't. Uh, but again, at least you got to see them twice, and I feel for the the fans. And you bring up an interesting point, and I'm glad that you did. Thank you for l- looking into the dates and where they can possibly come back and seeing how difficult it is. And um, one of my listeners uh, on, on Twitter is really upset about, like, when are they going to come back? Uh, how are they, they going to pay for all these fees? I mean, that, it's, that's just unfortunately standard for any concert you go to and, and traveling. It's just it's not a Guns N' Roses problem it it sucks but if it ends up being download i hope they come back i i I just don't know why they would say we're working on it if they weren't really working on it it just they might not have a plan of action yet but i don't know that your your plan sounds pretty good so maybe they will play download i don't know yeah that could be special thing is um last week red hot chili peppers played um two nights in london and then they had their glasgow gig after as well and they cancelled their Glasgow gig on the day due to illness. But I think they just said it was cancelled. They didn't have any kind of reschedule promises. Right. And, and, and for a band that I, I usually criticize for communication, um, 24 hours notice, long notice, not every band does that. you know. So they did try to give notice. So, you know, let me ask this. And I certainly do not. I'm, I'm an Axel guy just like you, Stephen. So I don't fault Axel. Uh, do you think he should have played two shows in London back-to-back? Do you think that should have happened? Uh, it's interesting you say that because when they brought out the uh, the, 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 the initial uh, dates, obviously I was ecstatic that it was at Tottenham because it was my team. Mm-hmm. He was in my stadium, my band. And then when they brought whatever it was two or three weeks later, they said, oh, we're doing Saturday night as well. Immediately I thought, oh, no, they can't do – he can't do two nights in a row because – They'll get they'll they'll play Friday. They'll play Patience, and then they'll just go. Should we do one more? Because we are on tomorrow night. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in Dublin, they played like four or five encores, I think. Mm. So I was I was a little bit disappointed by the fact that they were doing two nights, and and I can't do two nights in a row, let alone <laughs> guys in their early sixties, late fifties. So, um, mm. like I say, like. I, I, I prefer them not to do Donington, to be honest, because I'm too old for festivals now. I can't be in a field for eight hours <laughs> in the day. <laughs> what was that, Lily? Um, Sorry, because I don't like festivals either. I went to Austin City Limits, and it's just 
I'm too. Uh, you say you're too old. I'm too handicapped to go to festivals anymore. I just can't do it anymore. It's just I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> and Donnington, Donnington is massive as well. It's like you know. Oh god! And I went to Donnington. Who did I say? Iron Maiden. I think I saw and getting out of the car park and everything. It's a nightmare. But uh, whereas yeah. the, whereas the, whereas in London you can just get tubes everywhere and it's dead easy. Uh, but you know, um, uh, no, I don't think they should, should have played two because hey, look, they they had to cancel. Uh, Glasgow, so uh, and it's you know like your name's Brando. When you say Glasgow, don't say Glasgow. It's Glasgow, all right? Glasgow, Glasgow. <laughs> Thank you. Keep correcting me. I gotta, I gotta get better. Sorry, sorry. Don't be sorry. I, I'm sorry. I need to get better. I need to get better, and I will. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> Lily, then you were you happy? I mean, I want to say you're happy because now we know the Axel was ill. And oh, by the way, I want to get people your opinions on why they don't specify it's Axel, even though we all have an educated guess. We all assume it's Axel. I'm not sure if there's maybe not to cause further worry saying it's Axel. I'm not sure. But Lily, are you initially, are you like, oh yeah, two, two nights where I live, you know, this is great. Or were you thinking, ah, two nights in a row? I don't know. Good for me. I mean, the the (laughs) more the better waited, um, two years I guess because it was rescheduled with COVID mm. um, I've seen them a few times before that uh, I think the last time I saw them was actually at um, Download Festival um, so yeah I was like bring it on the more like I had the Dublin ticket I was supposed to go to as well so um, the more they play in my neck of the woods the better I didn't really think about um, anything else maybe next time I'll, I'll kind of be a bit more cautious <laughs> okay and are you going to hold on to your ticket for next time? Are you definitely going to... Because we just don't know when it's going to be rescheduled. That's what we've been just discussing. It. Yeah, I mean, and, until I hear otherwise, yeah. I, guess, I mean, if, at some point, I guess, if it's not going ahead, we'll just get refunded. True. And, and Scott, how come you picked uh, night two over night one? Because obviously the two nights helped you out if you couldn't go night one. It was just... Yeah, mainly because I, I was toying with the idea of going to both. But it's obviously... Yeah, I didn't you know sort of money and stuff just thinking of other things i had to spend my money on at the time but it was uh it's because it was a saturday mainly was the um the main reason just so like uh because originally a couple of friends were going to come as well like they did in 2017 so it's just easier for people to sort of get down and stay at mine and go you know make a day of it that was that was the main reason it was a saturday okay um, okay yeah just just on donovan by the way yeah i am um, I, I saw down guns rosa download years ago and that was my festival too. I used to go like every year in my late teens, early twenties. I haven't been for a while. Um, probably getting a bit closer to Stephen, Stephen's territory sort of thing and that. But I'd, I tell you what, I'd love to go just one last time and have a blast and see Guns N' Roses there. Like that would be, uh, yeah, I'd be well up for that. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, Scott, as you lift up your arm, did I see an appetite for destruction tattoo? Yeah. Or is that a cassette? Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Similar to Axel's, but more on the the top of the arm, not the uh, the inside. Yeah, and I haven't actually I haven't got like the um, the banners up below and above, just the crucifix and the faces. But yeah. So. Okay. Very nice. We're, we're big Axel people here because uh, Stephen already mentioned it. You've got a very similar tattoo to him. I have a tattoo him. So yeah, definitely some team Axel here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you able to? Again, I'm trying to be a gentleman. Are you able to show, or can we show and tell with tattoos, or is it you know a place we can't? Yes, I'm just I'm holding my phone, so I'll try to like. Um, I'm just going to move my phone down so you can sure. see. Sure. All good. Oh wow, wow! Portrait actor face. That? Yeah, that's that, awesome. That is beautiful. Yeah, 
that in theory I'll meet him one day and he'll sign just at the bottom but I know there's like a snowball's chance in hell of that actually happening but that's the that's the hope there is more of a, I'm telling you and I mean, I mean this there is a more of a chance of that happening than me interviewing Axel I believe that can happen I mean all all you have to do which too many people did this summer is hang out around his house in Malibu oh here's Axel riding a bike that I happened to catch a picture of no, I, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to. I've got too much respect for like people's privacy, and he has yeah. a life, and I have a life, and it's more like if it kind of happened, which it won't. But yeah, That's I'm cool. not going to stalk him or anything. No, uh, Axel, for me, just the uh, the robot, just the robot. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't know. I don't think I've ever said this story, which maybe you guys will be funny because I. You know, maybe it's different for you to get a portrait of Axel's face, but for me, if like if I got like another man's face, like I thought about my grandpa at one point. So that's another story about getting an Axel, an actual Axel tattoo on me. But one time, I was this is when I was living in Cape Cod. I had a giant Axel Rose poster in my wall, just one of those giant posters. I, I can't even. I'm not good with dimensions, but just bigger, twice the size of a normal poster. And it's that famous photo. He's wearing. Well, I guess he wore a lot of short shorts back then, but they're kind of like the uh, the American flag short shorts. He's not wearing a shirt. He's just kind of, you know, in this Christ pose. I think nothing of it. It's Axl Rose. But I put up this picture right next to my desk, and it's my roommate that points out that Axl's crotch is, like, in my eye line. And then as soon as I ever – that's all I saw. Every time I was working, I saw I, – I had to take it down. So that's my pointless uh, actual Axl crotch story and why I can't get an Axl portrait tattoo. Meaningless. Uh, There's also bad ones. It took me a really long time to bite the bullet and do it because whenever I'd look them up, they would just make me cringe. They're so bad. I would have been, I would have been like, oh, that's nice if it was bad because <laughs> there are a lot of bad ones. You have a really nice one, absolutely. Hi. Uh, so you know, let me ask, and maybe it is a tattoo for Scott and Lily. I don't know if Stephen, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you have. Um, Chinese democracy chess piece no that you're hiding underneath that no, jersey okay no no tattoos so, I'm afraid I want to ask uh, everyone's a favorite piece because I always ask this for fans who come on favorite piece of memorabilia so let me ask uh, Stephen since we know it's not a tattoo do you have a favorite piece of Guns N' Roses memorabilia it could be a ticket it could be a, well, a photo anything I'll show, okay. I'll show you it's not Guns N' Roses but it is then why are you showing me sh- <laughs> if I can show you okay there. Can you see that? So I see albums. Uh, a trunk. So it's three albums. It's the first three Metallica albums. Um, Kill Em All, Master of Puppets, and Ride the Lightning. Okay. And um, what happened was my dad uh, plays a lot of golf, and he was on the golf course with this guy and got chat, and he said, oh, I'm in the music business. And, um, yeah, when, when uh, Metallica first came over, um, we we uh, set them up, da 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 da, and uh, and anyway, they uh, Lars gave me these three discs. Uh, that, my dad sort of said, "Oh, I've just got chatting," and he said, "I've got I've got oh so much Metallica stuff." I said, "Oh, would your son be interested in?" I've got these discs that are in my loft in 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 the uh, at my house. Would he would he like them? I, I'm not going to do anything with them. So so yeah, I've got <clears throat> three platinum Metallica discs. Very cool. <clears throat> I know it's con- not Guns N' Roses, but. Uh, there we go. I'm quite happy with those. I'm I'm glad. Uh, I, I appreciate you because <laughs> I'm a Metallica fan, uh, obviously. <clears throat> but I'm just curious, though. Any GNR stuff? And <laughs> just to keep I, I, with the I mean, theme, G- GNR wise, a favorite T-shirt, sorry. maybe. 
Do you know GNR wise? Do you know what I, I've I've probably bought over the years probably about twenty GNR t-shirts. Sure. Pretty tied up uh, t-shirt. I remember I had one. I had, I've had loads of them. I think I just got rid of them all over the okay. years. Like I definitely had the um, the Kill Your Idols Jesus okay. t-shirt, and uh, I've got um, I've got some really nice uh, LPs. You know, like albums. Okay. Uh, vinyl. Okay. I've got some. I've got uh, some nice vinyl. Um, 12 inches uh, 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 singles, you know, Paradise City and things like that okay. from back in the day, like in a box set. Uh, but I've never met um, uh, any of the guys. I've never even got close, really. But uh, I don't know what, you know, when you like think to yourself, if you ever saw Axel in an airport or or if you ever walked past him anywhere, what would you say to, to, you know, to get him to actually engage rather than, Oh my God, I love you so much because he must hear that all the time. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what 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 could you say? I don't know. Oh my, you did, like, oh you know, oh my favorite song is some obscure thing, and he'd go, oh, no one's ever said that before, <laughs> but they probably have, you know. Yeah, no, they. they uh, I I've said this brief uh, on the podcast, but just briefly, I was like that with Weird Al when I met him. Like, what do I say? You know, I'm like, oh, I love you so much. I'm here's that all the. I'm like, I, you probably hear that all the time, and he goes. Well, not from you, and then my heart melt, <laughs> my, my heart melted. So you, you just never know. And I've thought about that. That you know, if I ever interviewed him, what would I say? Would I fangirl over him the entire time? I don't know. Uh, I'll cross that bridge if it ever happens. Like I said, chances are Lily will get her tattoo signed. Uh, but I'm hoping. Like, uh, was this going to be your last last stop, Lily? Are you going to go to any w- more shows? Assuming those aren't postponed. Um, no, of this tour, that's that's me until okay. next year, I guess, hopefully. Do you have a, a feeling that, I get, this is speculating, I don't like to do it, but just for the sake of being on a podcast, do you think it's more of a rest? Do, do, you, do you get a sense of like this could be, you know, maybe a few shows? Just any opinion there? I think um, it will have been six or seven days between the the last London show and the next one, assuming it goes ahead. So provided it's not too serious, I feel like it can, yeah, it can go ahead. And he, whatever it was, he was still able to, um, I guess by his own lofty standards, it wasn't the best, but for any other kind of singer, I still thought he sounded really good, especially on those lower notes. So it didn't seem to, whatever it was so yeah I'd like to think it will carry on after this and he was able to tweet on July 4th happy birthday to his cat Dijon very happy uh, I don't know I, I I love the fact that Axel and Slash are cat guys I'm a cat guy I don't know it's yeah nice. that person <laughs> nice uh, so let me ask what I asked Stephen favorite piece of Guns, Guns N' Roses memorabilia collectible Oh, um, it kind of changes. Um, I sometimes forget what I have because a lot of it's stashed away. But right now um, I have, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, Stephen Adler did it, Matt Sorum did it, this drum artwork. So I've got pieces by both of them. Unfortunately, they're in London, so I can't show you. Um, okay. So I was loving, the Matt, I got Matt one first and then I got Stephen's. And Stephen, um, there was some kind of a delay with it. So long story short, he um, actually made it out to me. So I've got my name written on it um, right by his autograph as well. So um, And they look really cool. They're people who don't know anything about where they're from, I always get comments on. Um, it's really cool kind of abstract art, but then you have this, a secret meaning that it's actually like 
your favourite drummers um, caught in kind of this cool lighting and stuff. It's really them drumming. So that would be it for now, yeah. Are they um, anywhere, you know, they're, they're private, but they're anywhere online to show just in case, uh, like maybe later on if you want to share. Like, I'll ask this and I'll promote your podcast again, Stephen, the Hot Spurs podcast. But Lily, do you have anything <laughs> to promote, like an Instagram where we could see these photos just in case? Um no, I mean, I could plug um, some other business that sells okay. artwork. Yeah, nothing of my own. Uh, so then who made it? I mean, uh, plug yeah, away. I don't care. <laughs> scene four, and they do like the art of drumming. So I've got one by Chad Smith as well from Chili Peppers. Um, I think Bill Ward's done it, like a bunch of different drummers. Matt Sorum was the first one. So basically they drum and their sticks and things are lit up. And then depending on the art piece, some of them you can really tell, like the the Steven Adler one I have, you can properly see like the shape of the stick and then the kind of bit at the top and where maybe he's kind of hit across the lower set and the hi-hat and you can see the movement. But other ones, it just looks like completely abstract art. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they're really cool. They come out of LA. So if you are in the UK, be prepared to pay a, a hefty customs tax. But yeah, they are pretty unique. Very cool. And the one time I met Chad Smith, because he's so tall, and I'm five six, <laughs> he just does like you know puts his arm around me for a picture. Does a split, <laughs> and it could go down like one foot, and never looks at the camera. So I have all these photos of me smiling like an idiot, and him just like talking to somebody off camera, and I love it. And he's taller than me still, and he's doing like a almost not a full split, but still kind of like that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, if you know that show when they. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Scott, favorite piece again? Of- that that's yeah, a bit like country music in England. Only some people know that show. Ah. I don't know; it's massive in America. But someone put me onto that, and like nobody knows that show mm-hmm. in England. And uh, but I've, I've, I'm on about season. There's so many programs. I'm on about season seven or something, and I've still got like way. And I've been watching it for like two years. I think there's they're trying so many to make of that show in there. I think they're trying to make like a British version of that show because it's, you know, surrounds a pub and I think the humor is kind of could translate. But yeah, that's why I appreciate, uh, let me just say before I forget, you know, I appreciate all of you, not just for wanting to be on this podcast and listening to this podcast, not just the three of you that listen here, but who listen because I probably, A, as I said before, butcher so many names, Tottenham, not Tottingham, whatever the fuck I said. And references that I hope uh, people get. So thanks for the the three people that listen. Scott, Lily, and Stephen. Uh, Scott, what uh, do you have a favorite piece of um, collectible or memorabilia for GNR? Yeah, I am still here, by the way. I think my camera's gone off, but I've got a new laptop. I don't. I it just like sort of come up as camera off. I don't just turn it back on, so I don't want to like cut myself off completely. So you're frozen. It's it's like you're in deep thought. I love it. You're frozen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, in terms of memorabilia, I mean, uh, like, I want to get all my sort of Guns N' Roses, like, and Velvet Revolver tickets and sort of put them together and frame them one day because they're obviously, like, quite special, like, all the memories. And, like, I saw Guns N' Roses in 2006 in Birmingham. Um, and it was one of the dates of Izzy come up, which was just absolutely, like, wow, you know, not expecting that. And that was such a special day. Sebastian Bach actually opened that night as well so like and then other dates you know 2017 recently so i want to sort of pull them together maybe with um my appetite for destruction vinyl or something like that uh frame that that'd be nice but i suppose probably yeah it is my tattoo um 
you know, I haven't got the sort of long end cowboy boots anymore like I used to when I was a teenage teenager dressing like Guns N' Roses and stuff, you know. But yeah, the tattoos there every day sort of like get show off the greatest band, the greatest album uh, to people, you know, and it's always a. Uh, and, and, and yeah, the two and a half years between buying a ticket and seeing them on Saturday, for example, because of COVID. It's one of those things you wake up every day, I got my tattoo to remind me I got that to look forward to. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if a tattoo counts as memorabilia, but. No, it counts. Yeah. No, it, it, it counts. It's just like with me. You, you go out and be like, what's that robot? If you don't know, you know, what is that? And yeah, then you get yeah. to talk about Guns N' Roses. I think that's why I got it because my first tattoo uh, is user illusion back here, just a boy writing in a book, but that's on my back. I don't walk around shirtless. So, but I'm like, you know what? I want a, a GNR conversation piece, not just wanting to wear a t shirt. You know, I want it. And uh, aesthetically, I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm sure you guys, all of you, love this band. The the logo, the, the lithographs that come out, it's just a very aesthetically pleasing band they're just very cool like everything about them the name not again more than the music but the characters that make the band this is why i do this podcast and this is why i'm really honored to speak with people literally around the world so thank you scott lily and steven for joining me across the giant pond can i know what's what, what's a good phrase what or what can i say like is there a what do, what do you, what would you say about america do you don't ever say that uh, at the moment uh, i've got not much positivity to say about america i oh, apologize I, well neither i'm just saying like <laughs> traveling you know you know like what, what, what do you call when you, when you say you're going although to america I, although i love american food like what like hamburgers yeah, with chicken wings. You can't get decent chicken wings in England. Oh, I'm never coming to England then. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, regardless, I, I appreciate all of you for coming on. I hope this tour continues because I want to keep doing these tour reviews. I want because meeting you and um, Guns N' Roses fans ac- across the world makes me feel like I'm not alone. I'm not the crazy one living in a and Guns N' Roses cave over here. So it's, uh, it's really appreciated that not you're just joining me, you're, you reached out. Uh, so, Stephen, I want to make sure I give everyone their... I know you're all citizens, you know, just Guns N' Roses fans coming on this podcast, but if you have something to plug, by all means. So the Hot Spurs podcast. Uh, well, look, the Hot Spurs podcast, yeah. I remember you listened when you said that I'd never heard of Tottenham Hotspur before on the last show. Um Right, I'm going to try and get you to uh, know who they are. So recently Sorry. on the Jimmy Fallon show, okay, or Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon was a guy called Harry Kane, and he's like the striker for England, and uh, he's just about to beat the England scoring record. Did you see that Jimmy Fallon show? I did not. I did not. All right. <laughs> Even though one <laughs> so of my was on that. Okay. Well, Even though one of my friends is on that, a cameraman. Adam Richman from uh, Man vs. Food. Do you remember that show? I do know that show. I know who that is. So he, he is a massive Spurs fan. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Tottenham. So it's Tottenham Hotspur, and then the name is the Spurs. I think it's uh, – it, it was funny. One of my good friends, uh, John, he – I had I had him co-host uh, the episode with Johnny Kelly from Typo, who's in Quiet Riot right now. He might be the only person he knows your podcast, Stephen. That oh, listen, really? yeah. So he's like, you're really good. It's a crossover for, for him, and he's mm. you know we went to college together. So there are obviously I'm just not a a, a soccer guy or sorry football no. guy. You know I'm based I'm the four boring uh, American sports I guess. So for, sorry for all the hockey talk. 
again, more references you probably don't get on this. Uh, okay, uh, I saw. I tell you what, I do upset Canadians quite often because <laughs> when I was a kid, I saw Wayne Gretzky play twice. Nice. And there's like Canadians say to me, "Well, I never saw him play." And he, he's like the greatest ever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the yeah. as they say, the greatest hockey player ever. So. Uh, thank you to all, all of you. <laughs> Lily, do you have anything to promote? I mean, you look cool. Do, are you in a band or anything or no? No, just in my fantasies, but nothing to plug. Okay, because I thought, and forgive me, because uh, you're on Instagram. I, I couldn't creep your photos, but you had like a, a you had like a bass or you're a rock and could do play? Yeah, I, yeah, I play piano and stuff, but I'm not. Do you know November Rain on piano? Can you do it? Yeah, I mean, not very well, but yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate the effort. That's all that counts. So the effort. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I had a, I had a, sorry, I had a band at school. We were called Metal Goose. Okay, Metal Goose. And the me, and the metal we we did the the writing like Metallica, and the Goose we did like the long writing in Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> we I were like called it. Metal Goose. So I, there you go. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> And, and Scott, thank you for coming on. I don't know if you're you are still there, even though you're frozen in time. You're frozen. yeah, I'm still here. You're, you're the <laughs> thinker. Still contemplating. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every thought. He's the think. He's the thinker. I, I I appreciate your your time, Scott, for for coming. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having having me on here. It was brilliant to meet you. I I wish you well. As see now you know I'm in Queens. You hear the uh, the do you hear that the ambulance coming by? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Isn't that great for a home studio having an ambulance come by? Isn't that perfect for it? No, Queens. Let's let's go. See, I, I can. I'm, I'm, I'm pretending like this is live radio. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna wait for this to pass. Isn't that brilliant? Uh, so, with Scott, I wish you well with uh, your nuptials. As I've spoken about on the podcast, it wasn't a Guns N' Roses themed wedding, but I did. Um, I I didn't request it. My now fiance. Um, my now wife, when we were married to This I Love, uh, the lyrics, my sister-in-law, she, that's how she ended the, the ceremony with it. I was just trying not to s- smile and start laughing, being like, you probably, I don't, did you listen to this song? <laughs> Does she know about it or did she just read the, like, the nice lyrics? I actually have to talk to her about that. I don't even know if she, she might have just saw the really nice, lovely lyrics and never actually listened to it. I'm thinking out loud, as I as I tend to do. So thank you all of you, again, for coming on the podcast, hearing me talk out loud, talking together. Uh, hopefully more reviews on the way. We'll find out. So as always, the conversation continues in, the, in between the broadcasts. I'll try to keep you updated as I know it at the AFD Podcast, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube, however you want to contact me, whether you want to do a review for shows that are knock on wood, whatever you need to knock on. Are, are coming up. Uh, so until then, when will you see the next episode of Appetite for Distortion? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. No! No! Yeah! Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>